Dan Bongino. They've been tweeting to me, Bongino's a nut, Bongino's a blanker, blanker. The Dan Bongino Show. Everywhere big government gets bigger, corruption grows bigger, and these liberals just keep going on and on and on about how great big government is, and they can't prove to you any examples of how wonderful big government is almost anywhere. Get ready to hear the truth about America. Young kids, you are too stupid to figure out your health insurance needs, so we're going to hammer your cabooses to death until you figure out that the government knows what's best and you're an idiot. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Renegade Republic of Dan Bongino. Producer Joe, how are you today? Dan, I'm doing well, Dan. Thank you. Hey, uh, folks, quick... Uh, you note before the show starts, I get a lot of email requests. Hey, why don't you tell us when your media appearances are coming up? Um, you know, because I don't want to bore you guys to death. And, uh, you know, most of you listen to the show. But yeah. uh, since you asked, I will be in for Mark Levin uh, this Friday, filling in on the radio. And uh, tomorrow I will be in studio uh, with Fox and Friends uh, doing cooking with friends with my family. If you want to see what my wife and kids look like as well. And then uh, I think. I think I'm on Hannity tonight. I'll be up in uh, New York uh, doing Hannity's TV show uh, tonight. So tune in. I get that request a lot. And I have one small favor to ask you. I'm sorry to bother you. Don't want to waste your time. Uh, but they, our, um, the way podcasting works, just in a nutshell, is we send this to a separate company. The company then monitors the downloads for us. We do that because advertisers don't want the podcasters obviously saying how many listeners they got because people would lie. Right. I got 200 million listeners. Yeah. Pay me. It doesn't work that way. You have to send it to a company that independently verifies this. Long story short is they changed the algorithm a little bit uh, and it, it, it hurt just about everyone in the business, but it hurt us. Uh, I'm not going to say more because we have a lot of households where there are multiple listeners in the household. And what the new algorithm does is it doesn't allow credit for listening to the show for multiple people in the same house. It just basically registers the IP address. I, I was kind of more information you need. Bottom line is quick ask for you. Please subscribe to our podcast. If you go to iHeartRadio or iTunes, I know you listen, a lot of you download, but it makes a big difference for us in the rankings mm. and stuff. And uh, we, we'd really appreciate it. The good news is we got a lot of good uh, data based on the new algorithm, how many listeners we have. Right. And it's a lot. So thank you very, very much. All right, moving on. Hey, um, I'm going to try to keep this on track today, but yesterday's show, I, I, I don't want to do this show three days in a row, yeah. and I'm not going to, but this is really super important what's going on right now. The culture war is now right out there for everybody to see, and as I said during yesterday's show, the greatest thing about this Trump NFL tweet calling out the NFL for kneeling during the national anthem is liberals showed their asses. I see your hiney. It's and it is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, it, they are doubling down on this, folks. They are doubling down on this. The liberal media is in a panic. Why are they in a panic? And I'm going to try to walk you through this right now. Because this is really really not looking good. Um there was a poll released today. 85% of people surveyed believe that people should stand for the national anthem, wow. proving what I told you on Monday's show mm -hmm. again. That liberalism is a fringe position, ladies and gentlemen. Not being a Democrat, being a liberal is a fringe kook position. 
Men in the women's room, police are hunting black people, America sucks, therefore you should kneel. Uh, There's systemic oppression in the richest country on earth where black athletes can make tens of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. These are fringe positions. Liberalism cannot exist, though, if you believe this is a fringe position. So liberalism spends all its time masquerading as something other than it really is. And it spends all of its time covering up and concealing the fact that the overwhelming majority of Americans know liberals are kooks. They're nuts. I'm telling you, from listservs I'm on, mm-hmm. from monitoring liberal Twitter accounts I'm on, I monitor like, I don't mean like in a CIA way, but I go and there's about 15 or 20 liberals on Twitter that I, I go to who are like the it will dictate where the zeitgeist of the time is uh, for liberals, like what the liberal collective Borg mentality is thinking. I'm telling you right now, do not believe the hype. They're all with this fake bravado. We got Trump on this NFL thing. He's divisive. They're in a panic. They're in a panic because the polling data is killing them. Yeah. 85% of Americans, this is a fringe position you should stand for the national anthem. Some more data points you need to be concerned about for this growing story about the culture war being exposed now and liberal asses being showed for what they are. AP News on Drudge Report, AP, the Associated Press, this is not by any stretch of the imagination. Any kind of a conservative outlet whatsoever. No. AP, on right, Joe? Another making propagandist. This a, yeah. Another <laughs> propaganda outlet. It now has a, uh, a, a remember, I, I hit this yesterday a little bit, but I'm going to double down. These are important stories, right. folks. And based on the listenership from the last two days' shows, I think you're getting, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Ratings for the NFL collectively down 11%. They went from 17.6 million viewers over the course of, uh, on average, over the course of the first three weeks of the season last year Mm -hmm. to 15.6. Now, remember, again, how do I know liberals are in a panic? They're ignoring the poll that 85% of Americans think they're nuts on this flag issue. Yesterday during the show, I covered a different... um, Topic of the ratings where Brian Stelter from the most, by the way, the most ironically titled show in the history of media. Brian Stelter at CNN. His show is called Reliable Sources. <laughs> it should be called Unreliable Source. I mean, it's the this guy is never a reliable source for anything. But Brian Stelter was tweeting out stuff yesterday saying, "Well, ratings aren't down uh, tremendously. Ratings are doing fine. Look, the Monday Night Football was up three percent. Well, I debunked that yesterday. I told you why because people tuned in at the beginning." to see if the Cowboys would kneel. They did. They were really pissed off as they booed the Cowboys. And then they promptly tuned out afterwards. Folks, NFL ratings are down. They are down 11%. Remember how statistics work, Joe? How many times do I got to go over this on the show? Statistics work in the aggregate. The more robust your sample size, the more robust the result. If you want to detect the effect of a drug in a population, you don't detect the effect of a drug and experiment on one person. You experiment on the largest group of people you can reasonably gather that would be a representative of the population. Therefore, the results of that drug will be more, if they are in fact positive, will be applicable to the greater population. It's the whole science of a sample size. Why am I saying this? Because when you expand the NFL ratings to as many games as they can, and and to be fair, this Nielsen rating that they're down 11% is not every game, but it's the largest sample size we have yet. 
Remember, Joe, for liberals who are having a tough time with this, including Stelter, the larger the sample size, the more robust the result. Okay, science. Try it sometime. (laughs) The most the biggest sample size we have thus far, NFL ratings down 11 percent. They lost two million viewers. Again, liberals are running for the hills on this. Oh, they were up 0.3%. Okay, I'll take an a lot. If you're, if you're a conservative I, and you're looking to boycott the NFL, an 11% decline overall beats out a 3% bump in one game where people were probably, again, only tuning in because they wanted to see what the Cowboys would do. Yeah. Here's another point liberals are running from why they're in a panic on this. Direct TV which has the NFL Sunday ticket package. I don't have DirecTV. I have Comcast. But DirecTV has a service. You can purchase it on your DirecTV, Mm -hmm. and you will get access to all the NFL games, like a season pass, where if you're not in that market, I'm in the Miami Dolphins market down here in Southern Florida. You can watch, say, the Raider games, the Giant games, whatever you see fit. People were calling DirecTV. I tweeted out the story yesterday, by the way. It's on my Twitter account from the Wall Street Journal. People were calling DirecTV in droves requesting a cancellation of the NFL season ticket package Mm -hmm. to the point where DirecTV was forced to respond and is now offering customers a rebate on said NFL Sunday ticket package because so many people are calling in to request it. Again, don't let this get in the way of your argument, liberals, that this is a great move, man. They're they're talking. So now they're they're moving on with their talking point now. There's another piece at the LA Times today um, that's – Drudge has on his homepage. And, and by the way, these uh, a lot of these articles, the AP article and other ones, I will put in the show notes, always available at Bongino.com. And thanks to everyone who's been subscribing to my email list at Bongino.com. I will send you really cool articles so you don't have to go through the entire internet to find them yourself. Please go there. We're getting a lot of new subscriptions. But uh, what, do you, oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, the DirecTV. Here's the new argument for them on the DirecTV, the the fans tuning out and the 85 percent of think you should stand. The new argument now in the L.A. Times piece is that Trump is divisive and this is Trump's fault. In other words, like a fourth grade approach, like you started it, Mm -hmm. that you should sit in the corner with a dunce cap on. Mm -hmm. The L.A. Times piece is ridiculous. This Trump had nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Colin Kaepernick started this debate based on his his premise that police are hunting black people and the police brutality is rampant. Now, we're going to debunk this in a minute. Don't go anywhere. I've got some terrific stuff by Jason Riley and Heather McDonald. And on tomorrow's show, I'm going to dig in as well to a Washington Times piece about, you know, police use of force incidents. They're just making all of this up, folks. But again, the new debate is that Trump is, in fact, divisive and he's the one doing this. Now, folks, here's what's really going on. Liberals, through the iron triangle of stupidity, Hollywood, academia, and the media, which really controls the popular message that gets out there, has for so long crapped all over the country, conservatives, Republicans, working class men and women, anyone who happens to be outside of a minority group. Mm -hmm. They have done this for so long, but it's become accepted. It is supposed to be the new normal. This is supposed to be standard accepted thinking. Again, returning to my premise, liberalism is a fringe position that only works because they make you believe it's widely accepted and therefore you're afraid to speak out against it. I've used this analogy of a cocktail party before. Mm -hmm. You're at the cocktail party. You've been told by Hollywood academics and the media that men should be in the women's room. You don't know the people at the cocktail party. 
You're talking to four, five, six guys that you've never met before. Your wife's talking to a couple ladies over in the corner over there. You do not want to say anything because you're afraid of what they think. Meanwhile, everybody else is saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. But they all know that men in the women's room and that police are hunting black people is nonsense. But they're all afraid to say it because they're like, well, I don't know. Has this guy been indoctrinated by Hollywood, the media, or academia? So this whole thing that Trump is divisive and Trump started this is a response to one thing. Trump's not taking it anymore. Trump is the first Republican Maybe since Reagan, and, and I'm not comparing the two. I, that's always a bit disingenuous. Obviously, they had completely different ideological uh, you know, bedrocks they built their political homes on. Yeah. But I would argue Trump is the first Republican since Reagan to just flip off and give a double-barreled middle finger to the Iron Triangle, to Hollywood uh, media and academia. He just doesn't care what you say. So what's the response by the media to try to bully him into submission? Basically, what the media, Hollywood and academia is trying to do to Trump is say, wait, wait, wait. We've been calling you guys racist for years. You're supposed to accept this, Joe. Yeah. This is what you do. You're conservatives. We call you racist and you guys agree and apologize. Yeah, we're deplorable. Yeah. We're deplorable. You're racist, transphobic, xenophobic, <laughs> misogynistic, phobophobic, phobophilic. You get the point. Yeah. You're supposed to accept this. When Trump stands up and gives the double-barreled middle finger and goes, no, you guys are the sons of bitches. That's what he said. You guys, not us. Boom is right. The media is like, what do we do now? Now all of a sudden, to go back to the cocktail party analogy, now all of a sudden there's a guy with a big, bold personality at the cocktail party who goes, screw that. Men shouldn't be in a women's room. And everybody's like, yeah, all right. I'm with this dude. The media's freaking out. The media is the cocktail party host, and they're freaking out. They're like, shh, everybody quiet. Get that guy out of here right now. This is what they're afraid of. Now, they're doubling down on panic like the cocktail party host when someone speaks out like Trump. The cocktail party host is in a meltdown. And I'm seeing it because I watch a couple Twitter accounts one of them is, I mean, this seriously, this guy's a moron. No, I mean, like this guy's really, he's a PhD candidate, which if this doesn't discredit academics in general, nothing else will. There's a guy on Twitter, this guy, Jesse Ben, who is known for saying some of the dumbest thing. I mean, if you had a catalog of the dumbest tweets in the history of social media, this guy may have three out of the top 10. <laughs> This guy is an intellectual loser of the highest order. And whoever, who's ever giving this guy a PhD, if he's doing a dissertation and you're, you're the, on this board where he's going to have to defend it, you, I mean, you should just pull up this guy's Twitter account. It is hilarity on steroids. Tragically, though, because he, I, I'm convinced this guy, although he's really a loser and an intellectual lightweight, I'm convinced this guy actually believes his nonsense. Now, why would I go so far as to call a guy a loser? Because the showing of the ass has gotten worse. <laughs> yes. He has a piece at the Huffington Post. I'm not putting this in the show notes. I'm sorry. I had to click on it. I had to click on it to show you what's going out, how the liberals are, folks, they're legitimately panicking right now because this NFL thing is not working out for them as planned. I gave you the data. Fans don't like it. America doesn't like it. 
people aren't watching and they're canceling their subscriptions. Those are hard numbers I gave you. The left can't refute those hard numbers. So now they have to double down and the cocktail party hostess, the media, has to scream really loud to get that guy out of the cocktail party before he convinces other people that the emperor has no clothes. So Jesse Ben's premise in this Huffington Post piece is that the white athletes who remain standing during the national anthems. I'm not making this up, folks, that they are, in fact, white supremacists. Will you come on? No, 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 I won't. Because this is real. I know know it's hard to believe. Like, this is real. But this is, no, this, this guy, he really believes this. That if you are now a white athlete that stands and honors our flag, that you are, in fact, a white supremacist. Now, listen. Wow. The only reason I quote and, 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 or, or cite this guy's piece, I should say, to be more precise, in this show today is because, yeah, you may say, well, you just called him a loser and a moron, which he is. Well, why would you talk about him? Because the far left, not Democrats, I mean this, the far left is infested with intellectual lightweights, morons, and losers who, through their social media account, have influence they didn't have 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. You could not, unless you published a piece in a major newspaper, the New York Times back then, the Washington Post, whatever it may may have been, the Chicago Trib, the chances of people reading an imbecile like Jesse Ben's stuff, because the guy really is a moron. Where, where I, I mean, I, I don't know any other way to talk about the guy. Mm. Calling people white supremacists for standing for the ants. If that is not the 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 a, an exemplar of of. I mean, a guy who, who has an empty cranium. I don't know what is, but he's. this is a dangerous guy. Keep in mind, I'm not suggesting any kind of speech to President of America. I respect his right to say it. I want to be crystal clear on that. Yeah. I absolutely respect his big R right to be a moron. The problem is people read this and they start to buy into the nonsense. Now, again, just going back to yesterday's show, this was the genius, the four-dimensional chess game. In this case... I'm not, I don't want to over, you know, let's not get hyperbolic about how great Trump is all the time. I'm talking in the specific case of the NFL. This is the four dimensional chess and the strategic beauty of what Trump did. He has now forced the cocktail party person to acknowledge the fact that the people at the cocktail party think they're crazy. In other words, the media has to acknowledge the fact that the public is now starting to realize that liberals are all nuts. But now they have to double down because Joe man, I'm really proud of myself how I got through this. I thought I would lose myself because I have so much to talk about on this. Yeah. (laughs) Self-praise stinks. It really does. I shouldn't have said that. But I I really love this topic. Grievance politics has nowhere else to go. I did a uh, book signing last night in Vero Beach at the Vero Beach Book Center. Thanks for having me. Went really well. Very well attended. Sold a lot of books. And a guy asked me a question, even though it was about my book, which is about the Secret Service. A guy asked me a political question about basically about grievance politics and this grievance politics idea. In other words, that you should be constantly angry at the United States, kneel at the flag, disrespect the country, apologize for the United States like Barack Obama did. Grievance politics has nowhere else to go when there's nothing to grieve. So when you're the cocktail party host at a cocktail party where everybody went in afraid to talk about things like, hey, I'm kind of patriotic. And then all of a sudden that brash guy walks in the Donald Trump and goes, be proud. And those sons of bitches should stand at the at the flag. And everybody's like, yeah, all of a sudden the cocktail party sees their the cocktail party host sees they're losing control. They have to get it back. And the only way to do it is to double down on like, no, no, America, 
really, really sucks. Like, let me (laughs) slavery, racism, Jim Crow. Ah, they try everything. White supremacy. You're all Nazis. They have nowhere else to go. There's no way to dial that back. When your entire agenda is built around the fact that America is a hostile place and therefore you should vote for us as liberals, we will save you from the hostility. There is no dialing that back. You have to double down and you have to be Jesse Benjo and you have to say, now it's not only cool to kneel and substantive to kneel and disrespect the American flag. Now the people who don't kneel are in fact white supremacists. In other words, the people at the party when the Trump guy walks in and goes, you know what? Those people are sons of bitches. They should get up at the, 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 at the uh, playing of the national anthem. And everybody goes, yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden the cocktail party host goes, has, says to the people who are joining in, you, you, you're a white supremacist too now. Oh. Hoping everybody's terrified and gets back to their normal silence. Uh, folks, I, I, you understand why I've spent three days on this now? This sums up things I have been telling you since we started this show in my basement two years ago. Liberalism is a fringe nut job position that thrives on the fear at the cocktail party of anybody speaking up. The minute someone speaks up and people start to join in, liberalism is gone. It's wiped out because it's not based in reality. Now, I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to show you. I'm going to discuss a couple pieces. Let me pull them up on my smartphone. Sorry if I'm a little slow on the switch on this stuff. Ah, it's okay. I'll make another uh, bacon, lettuce, and dumb sandwich for Jesse here. Well, listen, there's a video out there, at, and this is, uh, from what I hear, this video, it's from a friend of, a friend of mine, Senator. I don't have the video because I, I've tried relentlessly to grab it on YouTube. But it's a video about what they call the first follower. Do you ever hear about this effect? Hmm. I bring this up in relationship to the cocktail party argument because it's not the guy who walks in, the Donald Trump that breaks everything up and screams, get those sons of bitches off their knees. That's really the game changer. Mm-hmm. I, I know it. I mean, he was in the case of bringing it up. It's the first follower effect. And just quickly on this, there's a YouTube video out there, this guy in a park. It's a real video, by the way. It's not like made up or anything. And I heard that the, the CIA used to use this to uh, teach their agents how to basically get people to believe things and stuff. I don't know if it's true or not, but the guy who told me is a pretty reputable dude. The video is this guy. He goes into a park and he starts dancing. And I mean, re- dancing like in a really weird kind of way. And, you know, people are looking at him and they're like, okay, is this guy crazy? Like, what is he doing? I mean, he's flailing his arms around. And I'm not talking about dancing like, uh, you know, like like Ricky Martin to uh, live in the, what is it, La Vida Loca. I mean, the guy's dancing like he's nuts. People for about two or three minutes are watching this guy and they're like, they're looking at him in, in puzzled disbelief. And then all of a sudden they start to join in, mm. and but it's the, and and the, and then all of a sudden it becomes a pack of people doing this stuff. And the premise of the YouTube video and and the way it's used to propagandize people, which the left does, is is it's not the guy dancing; it's the first follower who gets up who really kind of breaks the dam. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah. Because one guy eventually gets up and starts like, "Hey, this is cool. I'm going to dance with this guy," and then people are like, "Okay, it's socially acceptable." Right. That has been again the genius of Donald Trump is the 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 first follower effect, and I would argue that the first follower were disgruntled Republicans who were tired of the Republican Party as they started to leave the party in mass and follow this guy. A revolution has started to happen where people in mass are giving the media the middle finger, and that's what's going on right mm. now. 
All right, I'm going to get to this date in a second. I'm not going to be able to read the exact thing because my phone just crapped out on me completely. I hope it didn't break. I don't want to get an iPhone X this soon. But today's show brought to you by our friends at My Patriot Supply. I just got my shipment yesterday. I'm very happy with it. Got my supply of emergency food, fruits and vegetables. I bought the fruits and vegetables pack, and I also bought the uh, one month supply of emergency food. Uh, that they, they, it's all you need is water to prepare it, folks. It lasts for twenty five years. Gosh, with everything going on right now, with the disaster in Puerto Rico, the disaster in Florida, where I am on the West Coast, the disaster in Hurricane Harvey. This goes to show you the need to be prepared. It is better to have emergency supplies and never need them than to need them and not have them. I'm asking you as a friend to please go prepare, prepare yourself, prepare your house. Prepare your family. This is not crazy apocalyptic talk. This is just common sense preparedness. But prepare an emergency supply of food. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. They have a special offer there for $99. They will give you a one month supply. They'll ship it to your house of emergency food, drop it at your front door. Hopefully, you never need it. You can stick it in your closet. God forbid you do, though, folks. You have to ensure your food supply. We ensure everything in our lives that matters. We ensure our homes, our cars, our health. You have to ensure your food supply. Please pick it up today. Preparewithdan.com. Just 99 bucks. Stuff lasts 25 years. Give it a shot. Okay, Jason Riley and uh, Heather McDonald wrote really terrific pieces in the Wall Street Journal. I'll put both of them in today's show notes. I strongly, I, I mean, I know I always encourage you to go to the show notes. I mean, it. Listen, it's my website. I, there's no way for me to be in any way objective about it. Yeah. But I do a really good job updating my website. My wife does, thanks to her. I shouldn't say me. But <laughs> I put articles up there that I think really matter. And I hunt these things down all over the internet. Well, Heather McDonald has an, a really amazing piece. And so does Jason Riley. And Jason Riley, the Wall Street Journal, writes the piece from a different perspective, Joe. It, the piece is actually titled, which may turn you off at first. I used to sit for the national anthem, too. Hmm. But he's he Jason Riley you know, happens to be black, by the way, doesn't matter to me, but matters to the left that loves identity politics. He is a conservative. He writes for The Wall Street Journal, but he used to sit for the national anthem for a different reason. And I wasn't aware of this. He was he was a Jehovah's Witness. And I I'll be honest with you, I, when I don't know, I don't know. I didn't I did not know that Jehovah's Witnesses do not stand for the national anthem. Apparently, they consider it idolatry and they don't they don't. So that's fine. I, I you know, I don't. um. I didn't know that, but it's an interesting perspective. Now, why am I citing these two pieces? Well, for a couple of reasons. This entire protest, which, as I said in Monday's show, has overtaken its cause, is losing, is losing. It's not gaining steam like liberals want you to believe because nobody can tell you what the cause is. But the cause started as a protest against police brutality and so-called you know systemic oppression. Yeah. Now, in Riley's piece... He goes into in pretty well. Let me talk about McDonald's piece first because this is important. McDonald's piece, Heather McDonald, who's done amazing work, she wrote a book called The War on Cops. McDonald's piece, she cites some FBI statistics that are really profound. And the FBI statistics point to the fact that who is real. Folks, this is a very sincere question. This is not, as the left would say, you know, race baiting. You're race baiting by ignoring this stuff. If the concern is systemic oppression, 
right? Which is what the left says this is about, Joe, the NFL. And the mistreatment of black men and the murdering of black men and the hunting of black men Mm -hmm. by by brutal, out-of-control cops. I would expect, and I'm just asking you to be reasonable here, that you would be able to produce facts and data that would indicate that this is in fact happening. That, you know, black men are being killed by by packs of, of cops out there hunting you down and that the numbers would back up these assertions. That's not the case. McDonald says very clearly the people who are killing when you look at the uh, statistics show black men and women are in fact largely black men and women Mm. the data is conclusive now what's more disturbing about this and uh, that's not the number i wanted to point out to you sadly and i do mean sadly that's not surprising to anyone who's done their homework on this. You're like, okay, well, yeah, we already knew that. Chicago, Washington, D.C., you know, I struggling live in inner cities. Dude, you know? Yeah, Baltimore, like, that's not, it's not a surprise. And anyone right. who's seen the data, that's not, sadly, not surprising either. But the number McDonald points out is that 900 more black men and women have been killed this year, according to more than credible statistics. And you can read the piece yourself, it's in the show notes today than in the year prior. And in last year had a, a bump of, uh, I think it was 400 people last year, 400 black men and women killed more than the year before that. Mm. Now, her premise on the piece, and this is her opinion, but this is backed up based on some, some uh, more than enough uh, anecdotal uh, data I've heard from cop friends of mine. She believes this is due to the Ferguson effect, which the Ferguson effect is very simply after the Ferguson event with Michael Brown with the nonsense, hands up, don't shoot narrative that did not happen. It was completely fabricated as a myth and a lie that after that police saw that they were the ones that are being targeted by the communities by especially people want to hustle the race issue. So police in turn backed off. Mm -hmm. Here's what the Ferguson effect is in reality. And McDonald describes it pretty well, but I'll just give you the, 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 uh, you know, the reader's digest version of it. Friends of mine who are cops who engaged in the past in discretionary police action. So in other words, Joe, they weren't called out to a radio run. You're driving around. I used to be, when I was a cop, I was seven, five King. I was in the sector car. The radio run is when Central sends you out to a job. You have to answer it. They'd say, 7-5 King, we got a missing child at whatever, okay. you know, 220 Van Sindren. And you'd go and you have to go. You can't just say, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> it's not the way policing works. That's a non-discretionary police action, okay? Mm-hmm. A discretionary police action would be you're on the road to 2020 Van Sindren in your car and a guy on the side of the road looks like he may be getting into a fight with someone. There's a couple people waving you down. I'm telling you what I've heard from cops. I'm not telling you. I'm not judging anyone. I'm putting the information out there for you to digest. If you are a liberal and you believe this isn't happening, whatever, man, stay blind. That's not my problem. That's yours. The cop friends of mine have talked to said the cops are driving right past it. Mm. Nobody called the cops. You didn't dial 911. I'm not going to bother. Is it because they, they uh, you know, these they're racist and they're hunting black people? Does that make any sense? If you were hunting black people, you would stop to engage in this use of force situation, Joe, would you not? Right, right. It's actually the exact opposite happening. And the reason you're seeing the Ferguson effect or an increase in crime is because these discretionary police actions, cop sees a guy out of the corner of his eye, jump a turnstile, oh, I'm going to stop this guy. His friend's going to put me on YouTube. I'm going to go end up going to jail for harassing this guy. They're just letting it go. So then what happens? The, 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 the police car keeps going. The guys get in a fight. One guy pulls out a gun, shoots the other guy. 
The statistics are 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 are, are inarguable. They are inarguable. Only people looking to misdirect you would argue otherwise. Black men and women are dying precisely for the opposite reason of the protest. The protest, Joe, and the NFL started with this idea that police were hunting black men. It is the exact opposite. The numbers say an exact opposite case. That is the large number of black men and women who are murdered are murdered by other black men and women. I'm sorry that that's an uncomfortable number for you. Not by cops. And cops, I tragically, ironically, Joe, mm-hmm are the ones that can stop this rampage and now, in fact, are dialing back policing, which is leading to more black men being killed. Again, I'm going to leave this topic here because I go on about this all day because it so pisses me off. It is not that liberals are not helping black men here. It is that liberals, through their kook, anti-American, police or hunting black men position and their media, academic and Hollywood allies that are promoting this propaganda are actually getting more black men killed. But don't let that get in the way of a good argument, Libs. Now, in the Jason Riley piece, phone still crapped out, by the way, which is amazing. That's like, what the heck just happened? The, 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 like an EMP attack just happened in Florida and I missed something because we're still recording. No problem. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. In the Riley piece, he talks about data on use of force incidents. Now, I'll put this piece in the show notes. Either I want to go into it a little bit tomorrow, so uh, I'll, I tweet, I'll tweet it out today. And if it's not in the show notes today, it'll be there tomorrow. But a Harvard study they did on use of force incidents, which shows, again, that this idea that police are hunting black men is just not true. I'm just going to give you a quick thing today, and I want because I got I have so many other stories I want to get to today. Um, uh, Harvard study. Harvard, Joe. Uh, last time I checked, not a bastion of right-wing conservative values. Mm. Did a study published in the National Bureau of Economic Research. They they, uh, they looked at thousands of incidents of police use of force scenarios and found, let me just quote here, that these uh, police officers were no more likely to shoot non-whites than whites after factoring in uh, external circumstances. Extenuating circumstances, excuse me. Um Again, Libs, don't let this get in the way of your protest that black men are being hunted by cops, despite the fact that you pushing that narrative is actually causing more black men or, or at a minimum correlationally to be killed and murdered in the streets. Now, you know, it's just it's sick. It's just pissing me off, man. No one can tell you the freaking truth. It's just unbelievable. I just can't tell you the truth. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, thanks for all the great emails on this product. Dawn to Dusk is blowing up, so uh, I appreciate it. These guys figured out an energy uh, pill, energy drink uh, problem uh, in conjunction with their researchers over there. And the problem was a lot of these energy drinks, you know, you take the drinks or you take the coffee and eat a little boost. And an hour later, you're falling asleep. You can barely move because you're, you know, you're all burnt out. <laughs> these guys give you a, t- a timed release pill dawn to dusk it's really terrific people love this stuff by the way i get tons of positive email of all the stuff we do this one i get the most positive email by and you know it's kind of ironic hmm. if I, miles will kill me for saying this but when he proposed the idea to me of doing dawn to dusk just a little inside baseball folks i i don't have any ownership interest in the company you know but i like him miles is a good guy him and his brother adam run the company 
I said, I don't know, energy products, things are a bad idea. The stuff is like going crazy. Like, sounds <laughs> like people love it. So, you know, don't, shame on me for, uh, for guiding them in the wrong direction. But it's a 10 hour energy release product, great for working parents. You're on an assembly line, you're in a C suite, white collar, blue collar, working parents, CrossFitters, mixed martial artists, people in the gym who need a little bit of a boost. Go give this stuff a try. You'll be addicted. It's really terrific. It's called Dawn to Dusk. Go give it a shot. It's available at brickhousenutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Joe loves this. Uh, it's too. producer Joe approved. It is. All right. Last night, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention this huge story from last night and harken back to an episode I did a couple weeks ago on this. Roy Moore, a Republican candidate for the United States Senate, was in a runoff last night with the establishment favorite Luther Strange, the sitting United States Senator from Alabama. Mm -hmm. Roy Moore won in a rout. Um, not surprising to me. Again, I did a show on this three weeks ago where I said he would win by double digits, and he did. Um, he won by 11 points. We're getting good at the prediction yeah. game, by the way. We did. We were like, uh, we're, on, we're on a roll lately. So, uh, you know, the polling was obvious. I'm being a little dramatic. The polling was obvious that Moore was going to crush this guy, Luther Strange. Again, they were both Republicans. They were in a runoff. And I just wanted to kind of reiterate a point I'd made a while ago. Liberals live in a bubble, folks. And in the liberal Hollywood academia media bubble, you have to understand. I saw this when I was a Secret Service agent, especially in the Obama White House. Liberals see their political and ideological opponents as repulsive evil people not people with repulsive ideas there's a big difference joe hmm. whereas guys like you and i will have a conversation with someone who's live neighbors who are who are liberals sure i have zero problem at all whatsoever conversing with them hanging out with them none no i mean honestly it, it never even occurred to me to think otherwise Liberals believe you are evil people, not people with evil ideas. Why am I bringing this up in regards to the Roy Moore case? Because liberal, the liberal bubble is reinforced by the Iron Triangle, Hollywood media the acad and academia. So when you're surrounded all day by people of like mind, America sucks, police are hunting black people, men should be in the women's room, and that's all you're hearing all day. You are never hearing the alternative perspective and you're shocked when it happens. You think you're winning. Why do you think you're winning? Because the sample size of people you've surrounded yourself with, Joe, reaffirm your ideas every time you open your mouth. Yeah. You've never been to another cocktail party. The Roy Moore victory last night, though, is evidence of a phenomenon I discussed a few weeks ago, more evidence that liberals are winning the culture war because they own Hollywood, the media and academia. And because they've managed to get people to believe in many circumstances that fringe ideas are, in fact, accepted by the masses and they do it through their propaganda and gaslighting in the media. But where they're losing, folks, you can win the culture wars. That's terrific for you. The problem is if it's not reinforced by some political power, are you really winning? Liberals are being wiped out everywhere. Roy Moore, just to be clear on who Roy Moore is and why Roy Moore, despite the endorsement by Donald Trump of his opponent, Roy Moore was told as an Alabama Supreme Court justice, he was told that they had to take the Ten Commandments down from government property. He basically flipped them off and gave them the middle finger. And liberals, here's the comical thing. Liberals thought they won. 
This guy's off the bench. Look at what we did. They were all celebrating with their bespectacled, bow tie wearing, foie gras cocktail parties. By the way, can liberal? Can you toughen up a little bit, liberals? The pajama boy look isn't working. Every liberal I see, it's like can, can he get in a gym or something? Gosh! But they sit around with their bespectacled look and their bow ties, and they're like, "Oh, we got that, Roy Moore. Did you? Did you really? Because Roy Moore is sitting in the U.S. Senate." As of December 15th, when the general election occurs, I assure you, he's not going to lose this race in Alabama. You really get him? You sure about that? Did you really get that? Was it Kim Davis in Kentucky, the court clerk who wouldn't sign a marriage certificate? You really get her? I know you celebrate it. I, I read Jesse Ben's stuff, and I, I read the Huffington Post, and I read these, I, I read the accounts. I, they, Joe, they celebrated. <laughs> this is why I re- they think they won. Did you really win? The cultural backlash is happening at the voting booth. It is not happening in the culture at large. Liberals, you will never, the conservatives will not win with Hollywood, the media and academia. They won't. But the reason we win in the voting booth show is because it's not the cocktail party. Mm. It's secret. It doesn't matter what other people at the cocktail party think and if they agree with you or not. Because as you go to get a drink at the cocktail party, you go in a booth and you make your own drink and you don't have to worry if people are judging you or not. I want a uh, apple teeny, but you're a 225 pound 6'1 MMA fighter. You should be drinking hard vodka. You're in the booth and drinking. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to see you. Can't be judged. The same thing is happening in a voting booth. It is a secret ballot. This should prove to you liberals another example of Roy Moore's victory, by the way, which I think ironically advances the Trump agenda, even though Trump had endorsed his opponent. Yeah, me too. That, yeah, that, you know, because he was the anti-establishment mm-hmm. guy. You think you're winning, but you're never going to get the American people to accept fringe ideas until you recognize that they are in fact fringe ideas and they won't do it. They really believe this is mainstream stuff. Folks, it's sick. All right, listen, tomorrow's show, I, I'm sorry I spent a lot of time in this game, but it's really, really important. This stuff matters. This NFL fight is not about the NFL. It is about a bigger clash of ideologies that really sums up from 30,000 feet the fight going on in America right now and why it's worth fighting. I want to talk about LeBron James tomorrow, the tax proposal that's coming out today, and uh, maybe a story on Bitcoin, too. I'd be really careful on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I am not a, I'm not an expert in cryptocurrency. I'm not telling you not to invest in it, but folks, there's a... If I've ever seen a bubble in my lifetime, I would tell you this about any other investment. Bottom line is investments are supposed to represent value, right? I'm not saying there's no value there. I think uh, blockchain is a terrific technology. I did a show on this a while ago. Mm -hmm. But my gosh, it is exploding. I would just be very cautious right now. So I'll talk about it. I'll I'll put a piece in the show notes about that today. You can take a look and maybe we'll get to it tomorrow. But uh, don't miss tomorrow's show. Thanks for all the reviews on iTunes. iTunes are well over 500. I really appreciate it. Please go review the show and I will talk to you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.